welcome everybody to another episode here of Africans Talk Football. Um, so it's the second to last weekend before, you know, we have the international break for the World Cup. So club seasons are coming to their first hiatus, you know, of the year. Well, I guess the last hiatus of the year, because when they come back, it'll be mm-hmm. pretty much close to 2023. But how's everybody feeling tonight? I'm pretty good. <laughs> good, good. Joined here by our boy Omar, Liverpool fan ultra. Good to see you, bro. He's uh he's he for most of you who don't know, he's been on here a few times, but he's one of our African Talk Football original members. Um Salam couldn't be here tonight, so we got Omar stepping into the plate. And mm-hmm. some of you may know, some of you might not know, but, you know, he's going to bring some new flavor to the episode today because he is a Liverpool fan. <laughs> you know, so we're, uh-huh. we we swapped United for Liverpool. We can't have them two rivals on the same episode. Sometimes they get <laughs> too, you know, they clash. But um, but again, to everybody who's out there who's viewing, whether it's on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, whether you just listen to us on our podcast again, just shout out to you guys and thank you. Um, I literally just was talking to a friend who stopped by the house today and I told him I had to record a soccer podcast. He was like, oh, I don't have social media, but bro, like I listen to podcasts. I'll start listening to you guys. You know, I don't know too much about soccer, but every time I come over, you guys are watching and the World Cup's coming up. So I was like, yo, that's shout out, bro. Like, I appreciate you. So tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, Always. Like I said, you never know who really might be listening or who just wants to show support and with the World Cup coming up, I know a lot of a lot of people are going to be tuned into that. So if you want some, you know, behind the scenes or some some expertise, I guess, views on how the U.S. is playing, on how some of the other teams look, this is a great place to start. And, you know, we're trying to get you as much information as we can. But, you know, before the international stuff starts, we definitely want to tap in with the Premier League and what's going on in the club world. Um, a lot of news, actually, a lot, a lot of big stuff was going on this week um as far as Liverpool which is is good that we have more on here today but I want to start off with the team that I was actually talking about last week a little bit because they had jumped into the top four Newcastle um dark horse that's a great way to put it dog um another four goal match this past weekend beat Southampton 4-1 goals from pretty much everybody on their front three Almiron scored one. Chris one. Chris Wood got one. Bruno Guimaraes got a goal. Um, I forgot who got their fourth. Arsenal, but... Arsenal boy. Arsenal boy. Yeah, um... I mean these boys, bro. <laughs> these boys are balling. And like, and like I was saying last week, and I, as I was saying a little bit earlier before we started recording, they they have no care in the world. I don't think no one saw them being top four this, you know, a third into the prem season. They don't have Europe matches to worry about, so it's. Strictly just English, you know, they have the mm-hmm. FA Cup and, and Carbaro as well, but they only have English competition. They're playing so loose. I mean, if you look at them, yeah. I just watch highlights most of the time, but I'm actually going to tap into a full 90-minute match because if you watch them play, they're so loose, they're having fun. It seems like their chemistry is it's like they've been playing together for four or five years, even though they had a huge summer. You know, a lot of the people who are starting – for them now, we're not even on the club last year. So it's crazy to see how quickly they've come together. But real talk, it's crazy to see how many goals they score. You know what I mean? They just coming off back-to-back four-game matches. I believe they scored five earlier this year. They just keep scoring goals. And, I mean, it's we'll talk about our teams later, but my biggest thing with Chelsea is we've never been clinical. 
we haven't been clinical for the last two to three years in my eyes. And then you look at a team who's, you know, newly constructed with players who we, you know, wouldn't consider as good as the players on some of our teams. And yet week after week after week, they're just banging in goals. They're finding a way to win and they're winning largely by huge deficits. And I know they're, you know, picking off these smaller teams, but a year ago, Newcastle was a mid-table team. They were one of those smaller teams. And so it's crazy to see how far they've jumped in a year. And like I said last week, I know they got money. I know they got a new ownership or new management and they had an influx of money, but it's not like they went ahead and they spent a hundred million on this player or 85 million on that player. They went around, they they picked some some decent young talent, you know, Chris Wood, 30 mil, Almiron will give you 60, 65. They just saw where their team kind of needed to fill in some spots, fill in the blanks. And they went and they got those players who they thought would be serviceable. And now they're all balling. You know, Bruno Gumieres was probably one of their biggest guys. And he's starting to be the center, you know, the, the center of that team for real, for real. But I mean, I know it's the third into the season, but do you think they can keep up as far as no. top four? Or do you do you think they will be a top six team I this wanna, year? I, yes, I think I think they can keep up. And this is a this is a shout. This is a super shout. But personally, when when they drew City. I think everyone thought that was a blip, you know, it was, everyone thought it was just a blip and it's kind of whatever. But, you know. Like we, like I always say, if you want to win the Premier League, and I don't, I'm personally, I don't think the Newcastle is going to win the Premier League this year. But if you want to be in contention for top four, if you want to be, you know, trying to fight for titles, you're going to have to beat the smaller teams in the league. That's that's just what it, what it is. And Newcastle consistently has done that, and by big margins. If you look at Newcastle right now, they've beaten Tottenham, they've drawn Chelsea, or they drawn um, City first match of the season. They've beat. Pretty much every other small team or, or or drew them. They haven't really dropped points. They've they've lost one game just like us in City, just one. And then on top of that, their goal differential is plus seventeen. They're three goals behind us, Arsenal. What's plus seventeen goal differential? It's crazy. So yeah. I would say keep it up on par. And this is without their biggest signing of the summer, Isak. And this is without Saint Maximin. This is without two of their star players, and they're and they're balling out. And I think you know. Next week they play Chelsea at home, and that's another that's another big test for Chelsea. One, but that's also another big test for Newcastle, and it's, and it's another yeah. kind of statement game of are they serious? Because I mean we don't know what's going to happen next week, but if they go ahead at home and beat Chelsea, I mean St Mary's and not St Mary's, but um, it's what is it Ellen Road? No, it's not Ellen Road. No. It's uh St James Park, right? St James, yeah. St James yeah. Park. St James Park is is a everyone knows tough place to play. You go to Newcastle, you hope to get two nil, one nil wins. Now that their team is revamped, they have a, a a new squad. They put money into the team. The team is is very very good, young. They have no care in the world. No one thought Newcastle would be here. They have their, and in their eyes, they're <laughs> no one thought they'd be here. And and they're playing for nothing in a sense. You know, they're not. They don't have any expectations. The fans didn't come into the season thinking, okay, we're going to be top three or we're fighting for top six right now. The fans are like, listen, we have a good team. We'll see where it goes. And now that they're in third place, everyone is like, listen, no one thinks we're going to be here. So let's just keep doing what we're doing. And even if we don't, you know, get top four or whatever, now they're in attraction. Now, oh, there's a project over at Newcastle. I want to go join that project, the next young prospect. Now, now players are want to go, going to want to go there. Now, this team can really be one of those contenders and a part of the you know the so-called self-proclaimed top six. 
in two years, just because of this one year that they're already currently having. So to me, I, I, I truly think that I think next Sunday will, will say a lot too when they play Chelsea. Um, but to me, so far, what it's looking like is, is, is Newcastle is a little serious and they and they have squad depth. I don't want to say they don't have depth either. They have players that can come in and, and still get a job done. Not, they're not the you know starting 11, but they have a little bit of depth in their team too. So yeah, man. This team, <laughs> this team is yeah, serious. They're, they're for real, serious. man. They're for real. I, I said it, what, uh, I think two weeks ago on the pod that, you know, they're becoming one of the teams, you know, the top four teams have to worry about. And clearly, bro, they are taking their position in the top four. Back-to-back, you know, four goals, you know, four-goal game. I mean, <laughs> I'm actually worried. I'm not going to lie. From after what I saw this past Sunday, I don't know what to expect from new. We have City, then we have Newcastle. It's gonna be a tough week, but Newcastle is for real, man. Newcastle is for real. <laughs> I don't want to say we, we might not make top four, but we have a challenge ahead of us. If Newcastle keeps playing like this, they're beating the small teams they're supposed to beat convincingly like, too. They're, they're exactly. So, like you said, Sunday will be the real challenge. Will be the first time we'll be like, okay, are they there yet? Yeah, and I hope we're not the uh, sacrificial lamb for Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, Joe Willock. It just came to me. Joe Willock scored their fourth, not their yeah. fourth, but he scored. Shout, shout out my guy. And the third, one, yeah, the third. Another one who they mm-hmm. got for less than 30, 40 mil. You know mm-hmm. what? What did Arsenal sell him for? Twenty five or so. The 25, 30, I think something again, like that. Again, the people that are producing for them haven't been high on the wage bill. Yeah. And it's, it's just crazy. Like, it, it, Mike, you know, we're going to get to it a little bit later, but I don't want to see Newcastle. I don't think Chelsea is in a spot. I don't think we're ready for them. Because at the end of our last few matches that we've had going into an international break, we've won our last three to four. And it's actually set us on a trajectory where it was kind of like this. We hadn't had a good two to three matches beforehand. Mm -hmm. And then right before we go into a break, we win. So it kind of gives that, you know, that sense of ease. Right now, I don't have that sense of ease going in. You know what I mean? Going into this week. Just like you said, we got City and then Newcastle. Okay. So, (laughs) okay. (laughs) We've been talking about how we really haven't had a tough run of games all year. And now, right before the international break, we see Arsenal, we see City, we see Newcastle. That's it's one of those things you kind of have to you kind of have to be worried, you know, especially with City. They went down a man early this week and still were managing to get a 2-1 win, you know? Yeah. You got to look at City. They keep knocking on Arsenal's door as well. Even though we haven't we've seen them at their best, but we've also seen them where they could have, you know, been caught slipping. This yeah. last week, I thought Fulham was going to catch them slipping, at least, you know, take a point out of that match. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you know, the, the penalty happened and Holland was able to capitalize. But yeah. when you look at City, you know, the way they're constructed, they're going to keep running at Arsenal. Um, do you guys have any takeaways from their match this past week or is it just more of the same City is going to be City? Tough. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, as long as they have Holland, man, Holland is the difference maker, clearly. He came on and scored two goals. If if we're being, you know, technical. <laughs> if there was no VAR, 
it's two goals, right? Just like that. You know, he came on when? After the 60th minute? Mm. And he was a difference maker. Like, this was one of the few games this season I've seen City, like, rattled by, you know. Because Fulham was really playing them. Like, they had chances to actually take the lead. So this wasn't, like, uh, an easy game for City. And they still pulled it out. And true sign of a champion. And what Arsenal is doing, you know. City is the only team right now that's keeping up. So as long as City has Harland and they keep doing what they're doing, I think they are the uh, not one team that will be uh, challenging Arsenal. I don't I don't have much to say about the game. I was just hoping and praying that we they drew. That, that's, <laughs> that was my, honestly, that was my one thing. I was just like... If they draw, uh, this is a like perfect weekend, you yeah. know. Like, no, <laughs> for the Clevelanders, like the Browns didn't play, Ooh. Cavs won, Arsenal won. You know, I was just waiting on City and their result. You know, just looking yeah. at the table. Um, and when it went to the 90th minute, I was like, no, we're looking in the clear. Like we might be good. Um, so it was just, it was just tough. Like you said, man, they're just one of those teams that they have too much star power, too much power all over the place, and ten men. Or not <laughs> 10 men, 11 men, nine men, they can get a result done. Yeah. So. Yeah, it got really stale, I thought, too, before before Holland came in. And then, you know, it was, it was almost immediate, I think. How many minutes after he came on, he scored? It was, it was, uh... Yeah, man. Holland, I don't know, man. Ballon d'Or, Ballon d'Or candidate? I feel like he might be leading the race right now. I know it's too early. I know it's too early, but right, we just had the awards. I, mean, <laughs> I know, I know. But this dude has—he's he, scoring every game, guys. Every game. The only game he didn't score, you know, ironically, is Liverpool. You know. Yeah. Very interesting. So, I mean, what do we do, right? If he continues this to the end of the season, if he has 30, 50 goals this season, whatever. I mean, what, what, what do we, what do we say about that? So if, if he goes on to do that and they don't win the league, let's say that he goes on to do all of that and Arsenal still wins the league. Where do we put Haaland's season? Still one of the I greatest. mean, it's still going to individually, he's had the best premier league season <laughs> arguably ever you know depending mm. on what he ends with so obviously you know it's a team sport so you're going to want to win all of the trophies to you know kind of solidify yourself as whatever but if he goes and he scores 40 goals 15 assists all competitions and that's and that's just being light because he could do more for real but if he has mm. like a 45 and 15 or 40 and 20 type season Bro, like, listen to that. Crazy. Like, that's <laughs> like, listen to that, bro. It's <laughs> like NBA numbers, bro. Yeah. Bro. yeah. What? Like, we're going to have to put him up there as like yeah. having one of the best individual seasons ever. Now, he's going to have to continue that for years mm. for us to call him the best striker in the Prem or the best striker. All that's going to come with time because you got to be consistent. But not if he numbers, I feel like if he does it for two years, if he does it for, if he does it for three seasons, we call we call him yeah, yeah 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 no yeah. I, I would agree yeah, but yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what's crazy i know like we throw out these numbers but i feel like low-key when we're throwing it out we're like 
deep down he the might, field. Like, it, it, it's he might possible. Hit the way he's playing, it's really possible. Listen, like, the, the, the trajectory that he is on, we've never seen. Yeah, it's just it's, yeah. we've never seen it. So we we honestly don't know what to expect, and we can only exactly. work off estimates right now. We really can. It's what you're doing. You're doing it every game, and there's nothing showing me otherwise that you're not going to keep doing this. So exactly, <laughs> these forty and fifteen, they might be you might be laughing now, but come March, April, he might he gonna be yeah, he gonna be closer, <laughs> bro. Like yeah, because I mean, City's gonna be in all competitions. You know what I mean? They they're in the round of sixteen. They we haven't even gotten to the FA Cup and Carabao games yet. You know, once mm. they'll start getting down to this quarterfinals, semifinals, he's gonna be playing, even if he's not in those earlier stages. So, bro, I <laughs> they were talking about 60 at the beginning of the season. Now they slowed down a little bit, but 45 and 15 all competitions is not that crazy. Like it it's don't not. even like it sounds silly, but it's really not out of reach it's for not. him for real. It's not. So go go. Uh, if he does, yeah, one season, one and a half season, and has like an injury, falls off a little bit in his career. I say what we just saw is like it's even in the best striker. Yeah, that's crazy. That's See, I feel crazy like shot. right now, like the only season we have to like really compare is uh that Suarez season when he first came in. I was gonna say Suarez I, I say, I Salah, say Salah, Salah. Salah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like right now, but he's even doing better than that. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. Because yeah. the thing is, with like Suarez he, and Salah, they didn't win the league. Mm-hmm. So if they, I mean, our, our Arsenal obviously is leading. You know, we got to give them their respect. They've been top of the table all season. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we got to get got to give them their respect. But at the end of the day, Mike, if you're right, bro, if they win the league and he goes this crazy. Hmm. It might know. be ever. Yeah. It might be. It, it sounds crazy to say, but we <laughs> might have to say ever. Yeah. And that's talking about a lot of greats. And this guy's 23, 22, whatever old he is. And we're already yeah. called, we're already goading him. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. He's you know, he's younger than the intern in your office. Yeah. <laughs> you're like putting him up with like Alan Shearer, Terry Henry, Terry those Henry. guys. Yeah. Pain. Kane, Rooney, those guys. Rooney, yeah. First season. First season. Yeah. No acclimating, nothing. He just came from straight up. Straight up. It's crazy. (sighs) No, time will tell. You know, we, (laughs) the thing is, he's going to rest this whole next month because his country isn't in the World Cup. So he's just going to be sitting down watching everybody play, thirsty Mm. to get back. It's thirsty to get back. Any little minor knock he has now is gonna be gone by the time we come back. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> I kind of don't want to see what he does when he comes back because he's gonna be just itching to play. But before we hop into our teams, we did see the uh the World Cup or the World Cup. We we saw some World Cup teams, but we saw the, the Champions League draw. So we know who's all going to be seeing each other in these next rounds here, especially, mm-hmm. especially this first round. We got some crazy matchups. Um, yeah. We don't have to dive too deep into them, but I wanted to pull them up just so we can go over some of like the the bigger matches, the marquee ones. I would say, um, Madrid, 
Yeah, let's yeah. just start there. Might as well. Might as well. We got we got we got more on. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. a special episode. Yeah. We might as well just start there. Yeah, man. Champions League rematch. How are you feeling? Rematch of the finals, baby. <laughs> I hate, I hate Madrid. <laughs> like, I, I, like, you guys think I have a Chelsea agenda or like a city, agenda, but like my Real Madrid, like the hate and disgust after. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, um, if we win this. I, I, I don't care what happens the rest of the season. Anything we can be <laughs> and and not qualify for Champions League next year. I'll be happy. Wow. Damn. <laughs> that's but yeah i don't i don't expect us to win especially now i mean we, we we look good but um unless we make um unless we make some big strides and 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 who we have available we get somebody big back or somebody some big signing or um we, oh, yeah. we just don't have body we like today our squad today I mean, this game's in, on on Valentine's Day or something. Yeah, this is yeah, twenty twenty three. Yeah, yeah. I, I was yeah. gonna say, I, I was gonna you say, time. you you guys still uh, have the, you guys still will have the transfer window, so you might even make a move or two. But mm-hmm. yeah, the first the first match day is a uh, Valentine's February fourteenth. We see Milan versus mm-hmm. Tottenham, and then we see PSG versus Barca. Yeah, yeah. So any, anything can happen by then, you know. By by then, you know, World Cup as well. I mean, like yeah but just look, looking at it right now uh we sh- shouldn't be on the same field as madrid like with milner playing right back like that's not mm-hmm. that's embarrassing oh, yeah. yeah yeah i mean yeah yeah right now i th- I think luckily for you guys this matchup is next year so you have a lot of time i can't wait <laughs> to watch that game it's going to be a really good game the only thing for me as a chelsea fan is that one of the two big teams are going to take each other out. <laughs> so you got one of you yeah. are going to do our dirty work for us. Hopefully. For real. You know, but also, but also we're forgetting that we have, um, Bayern and, and PSG. Oh yeah. Another two heavy hitters going to it mm-hmm. early too. Um, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like those four big teams that are all kind of, you know, we're thinking are, you know, probably going to be the favorites, winners outside yeah. of city. Yeah. Favorites, mm-hmm. you know, they're all, Two of them are going to be out after Ooh, after the you know on the sixteen, wow. yeah, after around the sixteen, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, um, insane. And and I don't, I think I really don't. I think personally, right now, because we we do have you know so much football before these teams meet in the Champions League, which is going to change a lot. But I mean, we're just we can only speak to right now. So we can't tell the future. For me, my picks right now are Madrid and and and. And PSG, I think PSG might might catch Bayern slipping. I think they mm. might. And I, I don't know why I have this feeling, but I just feel like Mbappe and Neymar and Messi are they might take out Bayern. Yeah, they're clicking. Like, yeah, they're clicking. They're they're they're, they're getting after it again. Um, mm-hmm. and I feel like they'll get up for these big matches. I feel like Mbappe always gets up for these matches too. And I don't know. I think I think PSG or Bayern might might get caught. I don't know. It's two legs. No, it's two legs. No, but know. but PSG's done this before. Remember that Neymar performance? Yeah. One of his best performance, COVID during the uh, yeah. yeah. But I mean, they met them also in the uh, in the final and got a uh, you know <laughs> smoked by Bayern. <laughs> but I don't know, man. This Champions League season, even Europa League, bro. I was gonna Europa get there. I was gonna get there man. after. Yeah, I was like, gonna touch on those big matchups. United, Barca, 
<laughs> I mean, I mean, even even matches like uh, Salzburg Roma. That's Bro, a good game. That's looking at Champions League game. Yeah, good match. It's a good match. Leverkusen Monaco. Mm-hmm. Um, Juventus is playing Nantes on Nantes, so mm-hmm. I, I think they'll get through. Um, but you know, there's some this Europa League, and then this is just you know the round of six or this this a knockout stage. There's still going to mm-hmm. be another draw after mm-hmm. you know to get all the first place teams in the mix as well. So Europa League, Champions League. I mean, we have some big big teams. Ajax, you in Berlin. Um, even yeah, really Union Berlin, Berlin is actually doing some noise right now. Yeah, yeah. They're, 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 aren't they second? Yeah, so they're first. They're first. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, were, they were. Yeah. So they're. So. I mean, and that's. <laughs> it was funny because you know when some of these bigger teams like Barcelona, Juve, when they got knocked out of Champions League, it's like. Okay, but now Thursdays are going to smack equally as crazy as Tuesdays and Wednesdays. You, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to have Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. Thursday full of exactly. insane matchups. And then you're exactly. rolling right into the weekend. So it's going to be real, real interesting to watch. But uh, how do y'all feel about that Milan versus Tottenham matchup? Ooh. It's going to be spicy. I, I think it's going to be spicy. You know exactly what Gabriel said. We really can't tell the future. But, you know, assuming everyone is back and healthy. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't know. I can't. I like. I like Milan. Too. I like Milan, but hmm, you can Tottenham never with really... Kulisevsky looks different. So, yeah. who knows? That's a really good game too, though. It's yeah, man, Tottenham. that's gonna be fun to watch. That's he's gonna a, be fun to big, watch. I don't know if it, I mean. I think I always think it's rigged, but these are some, <laughs> uh, I always think it's rigged because there's no reason that I feel like Arsenal got Bayern the the couple years that we we're in Champions League. Madrid is always getting. Liverpool, I feel like PSG, yeah. so yeah, I feel like it's rigged. But I mean, we see heavy, heavy matches. I mean, we all, I mean, these leagues are already heavy hitters. You know, kind of every every team is already kind of a heavy hitter. But in Europa and in, in Champions League, I think this is these are probably two of the two of the strongest knockout stage um, mm-hmm. knockout stages in both um, yeah. in both tournaments that we've seen in in probably easy. Yeah, maybe a decade. Honestly, yeah. I mean, it's been a while since we've seen some some teams like this, you know, all performing. Even in Europa League, some of the smaller teams like Shakhtar, you know, yeah. like they have players like these. These are not weak teams. These are good teams. You know, they just yeah. they're not up there with the Madrids and the Liverpools and the Chelseas yet. But okay. so they have quality players that you know all these teams, the Madrid, the Chelseas, and the Liverpool that we want. At, you know, yeah, really want, these teams. You know, mm-hmm. so you can't really. I think we're in a we're in a great year of football like this year of football yeah. is amazing um, i mean even when you look at some of these matchups like uh, usually what i think is that the round of 16 they're kind of some lopsided matchups you kind of see some p usually it'll be like a psg versus you know not or or leipzig you know or club Bruja against dort or uh like a, a a bayern and some of these teams are like okay this team is going through but when you look at these, when you look at these pairings, a lot of these teams have either overperformed this year, even like a Napoli. Like when you look at Napoli, that's a team that yeah. could be a dark horse in, you know, in Champions yeah. League because they got a, they got Frankfurt as their first draw, and you know Frankfurt is doing well, but this Napoli team, what they did through the yeah. group stages, yeah, no, you kind of see them like, okay, this team is another team that can easily score three a game. They can mm-hmm. score four a game. Is Frankfurt's defense going to be able to hold up Oshiman and everybody if they're healthy? 
You know what I mean? How far can they go? It's kind of like when Mbappe was on that Monaco team, they were just very, very fresh. You know, they made it all the way to the semis and you're like, oh, wait, like this team is actually good. You know, they're they're not backing down to anybody. So it's going to be very interesting this year. You know, Club Bruja. Chelsea Dortmund. Like, that's a good Yeah, I'm, that's a that's a fire. You know, we don't look and, great right and, now. And exactly. Dortmund's clicking. Yeah. And Dortmund's clicking, so, bro. So you never know. I mean, there's a lot of time, but still, that's a great either, game. Either either way, I think all these matchups, at least for right now, are very evenly fared for or evenly placed for the most part. I mean, of course, we don't want to see two big, big teams that we like our favorites to go out early, but I mean, it just makes for more exciting football right now, or when it when it comes. So, I mean, I'm I'm super excited to see. I, I just hate I just don't like that everything kind of is on hold for the, because of the World Cup, you know, yeah, <laughs> because yeah. these matches would probably be happening a little bit sooner. But mm-hmm. yeah, I just it's it's gonna it's we're in for a wild ride, a wild wild ride on Wednesdays on Tuesday through Thursday. These tournaments, mm-hmm. crazy, crazy. Yeah. Hopefully the transfer window doesn't affect some of these teams like these like Napoli's, these Benefica's, these. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's true. Mm-hmm. That's true as well. That's a good I mean, point. Yeah, I mean, I know Arsenal's looking to make some pushes in the window on January. I know yeah. uh, Liverpool would definitely be making some pushes in the in the window. And you're right, some of these teams with those big name players that you know potentially want yeah. to leave or Napoli's. Yeah, yeah, Scarlett. He's probably. Somebody's gonna come in for him. Mudric from uh, Shakhtar. Yeah. Somebody's yeah. gonna come in from Osimhen. A lot of rumors surrounding him. That's yeah. a very good point. Yeah. Some of yeah. these teams could look completely different. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. Before we before we get into our teams, though, I just want to mention uh, a shout out. Uh, uh, I guess a um shout out match. Uh, or a, a spotlight match. Leeds Bournemouth this this week. Oh, yo, absolutely. what the hell was going on there? Banger. <laughs> yo. What the hell was going Another on? championship <laughs> game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was that was very championship. 4-3? I missed the hard line. Leeds, Leeds was down I had to go 3-1. Back. Leeds was down 3-1. That's how I know Bournemouth is going down, bro. Leeds was down 3-1. And came back and won for Somerville. What? <laughs> they, they keep laughing at Jesse Marsh, man. Nah, yeah. he's making making moves <laughs> but whatever he's doing man it's working they, they, they are buying hey, into whatever he's doing man they're buying into it yeah i've said it since the season began bournemouth is going down um i mean two weekends in a row where you had a big lead and you know you just, just let it slip i don't know it's just <laughs> i don't know what else to say about bournemouth man they didn't invest in the team I don't know. You brought the same. They brought what? Pretty much the same team from yeah. the championship to the prem, uh, expecting to hang. Fire uh, one of the best up and coming young coaches in Europe, well, at least in England. And they won a couple of games, and they thought you know everything was sweet. Yeah. But no, nah. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> it you're not good enough. Now you're the lick. Now you're the lick. Yeah. No, yeah, that was a crazy game. It was one of those matches where you you're not watching at first, and then you see the scoreline, you're like, "Nah, let me go ahead and." Dude, I had to switch back last. twice. 
Yeah, I switched it when it was 3-3. And then somebody said, oh, Holland just scored. And I was like, oh, God. So I switched back. (laughs) And then I saw 4-3. And then I had to switch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, shout out Somerville, man. That's two game winners for him back to back, Mm -hmm. you know? Crazy. It's it's good to see it's good to see the young boys eat. But um, to get into our teams, I know we we had a lot to talk about today. But let's start with United, man. I know I know Salam's not here, but you know losers go first. <laughs> <laughs> so we gotta talk about Unai Nai. What's my name? Unai Nai. Good evening. What's my name? Good evening. Good evening. Wow. Yo, he has his number against United. <laughs> I don't know what he it is. I don't know what it is, man. He, they must have said something to him when he was at Arsenal because I, I don't really know. I don't. I didn't look up his his United record when he was the manager of Arsenal, but I imagine it was good because every time he sees them, he got smoked. Doesn't matter where it's at. Europa League final, <laughs> back in the Prem. It doesn't matter what team he's rolling with. He always seems to get United three one. Um, this Villa team, they looked good. They they actually looked really good. Leon Bailey is probably the best I've ever seen him play. I think this is the Leon Bailey that Villa wants to see every week. He needs to be this consistent. I mean, he was all over the pitch, you know, doing what he does: goal here, assist, leading, get getting the. I don't think he had an assist, but he was getting the ball close to to where you need to be for assist. He was just all over the pitch, causing. Mm-hmm. Lissandro issues the man that Salam calls yeah. the butcher. He's so lucky he's not here all day. Bro. He's so lucky he's not causing here. Man problem, and you know, like that. That was the best I've ever seen him. You know, it, it was at Villa Park as well, and mm-hmm. they had the crowd behind them. But um, did we? Were we all able to to see that? That's United match versus Villa. Yeah, I know yeah. most of our team played on Sunday, so we were all kind of just in mm-hmm. front of the TV. No, I mean, you had to keep watching after the first two goals. I mean, you couldn't stop watching. Yeah. And I wish Salam was here because we I have I have questions that I want <laughs> answered about the best center back in the league. <laughs> yeah, the, the best center back in the league. He he was directly responsible. the cause of two goals. Yeah. Responsible for two goals. I mean. Luke Shaw had to do what he had to do, you know, or or else it was a goal. Either way. I know, you know, Dinia scored the free kick. It was a nice free kick. But if Luke Shaw didn't do what he, he did, it was still going. They were still going to score. So either way. And guess who lost the ball? Lissandro Martinez, the best center back in the league, according to Salon. And that, these that, matches say, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said this I, like, what, last week or two weeks ago? Yeah, I told him two as weeks long ago, yeah. as Thiago yeah, Silva. Yeah, Mark, that's exactly what we and said. And Virgil too. van Dijk is in the league. And even Saliba. I put even Saliba there. If Thank these you, three are in the case. league, yeah, we'll I'm not putting Lissandro Martinez above these three guys. As long as these three are in the Premier League, no there's no intended. way. There is no way these that Lissandro Martinez is the best in the back in the league. But shout out to Austin Villa, man. I feel like they they have what it takes. Hopefully, you know, Unai can pull it out. Have what it takes to for for what though? To 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 put out performances like this. Okay. I feel like we've seen it in the past with Gerard, but we don't see it very often. So I'm not quite sure what it is. Maybe Unai can get it out. He's a good manager, man. Yeah. 
Sure. Different levels of Gerard, though. Come on. Yeah, a hundred percent. You gotta give him his. You gotta give him his credit. Thank yeah. you. I, I think I think there are levels, and yeah. I th- know Gerard did a great thing at Rangers. He did amazing with Rangers. Um, but I don't know if this was a job for him, and I don't feel like the players really reacted to him. And and at the same time, and we, we talk about it all the time when when teams get a new manager, that first match is I think it's a mm-hmm. give if a dead giveaway that they're going to win and they're going to, especially at home, you know, that, you know, the crowd's going to be behind them and everyone kind of feels this relief and, you know, the pressure's kind of lifted off their backs and now they can just kind of work freely because um, it's a new beginning. It's a new start. Um, but at the same time, this Villa team was heavily invested in. This is not a mm-hmm. Villa team that was cheap. They bought players yeah. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> they Shout should out be performing Grieger. at a higher level. Yeah, be, before, <laughs> that before one. yeah, that Grealish, that Grealish money, money for real. Um, before before the season started, we all thought that Villa would be a lot better than they yeah. than they mm-hmm. were this season because of the money that they invested in the players that they bought. Um, so I think Unai would be is a perfect person to come in, and you know this is a team that doesn't have a lot of expectations right now, and he's the perfect guy to come in and say, listen, I. I know how to structurally and tactically defend against good teams. That's one thing Unai Emery is great at, defending. The Real team, I mean, he had a 37-year-old Raw Abiol going crazy, <laughs> winning, winning yeah. in Europa League. Mm-hmm. This team will will is going to be already – I think they were hard to break down a little bit before, but will be even tougher because of Unai's tactics and and what he knows. And I feel like that's just – this is a this is a top this is a top manager we're talking about. Let, let's be real. Once again, this is another top manager that's coming to the Premier League. Another top manager. He's he's up there with the, and I'm not gonna say he's up there with the you know Klops and the and the uh, and the Peps of the world, but in terms of what he's accomplished and the trophies that he's won, he's won major trophies. What he's three Europa leagues in, three Bro, four no. most winning. Four. Yeah, yeah, four. Sorry, has the most so, most Europa leagues. Yeah, and I'm, and that's not an easy tournament to win by any regards, especially you, your Villarreal just be united. I don't care who was the manager. I don't care the money that was invested to Villarreal compared to Manchester United, completely different. And yet they're able to do that. So we have another top manager who's taken over a team that might not be a top team, but they have the players. You just need to find out what motivates them and what gets them going and how to get those results. But I think this team is going to be I think they're going to be a force to reckon with. I think we're going to see a resurgence of Tyrone Mings. I, I, and like I've said, I've always had hope for Tyrone Mings. I really have, like, I feel like he's a stereotype, stereotypical, like, center back and, like, size and, and what you'd want from a center back. And I feel like he's always needed the guidance. Just like Rudiger. I feel like Rudiger needed uh, needed uh, Tuchel. I feel like when when Tuchel, when Rudiger went under Tuchel's wing, Rudiger started to smarten up a little bit. And, and the little mistakes and the stupid things they, they didn't really happen that much anymore. He was just a solid center back. And I feel like this might happen with Tyrone Mings, who was a former captain and, you know, was is, you know, the, the main guy in their back line. And I feel like this team is, this team, we're, we're going to see some some better performances out of Villa, man, for real. I think this team is going to be good. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. agree too. Biggest thing with Villa this year, because if you looked at, who they have. They have Jalen Ramsey, young, great player. Leon Bailey, who they spent money on. Buendia. All these guys are very good with their feet. You know, they, they have Luis. a good front attacking three, Douglas Luiz. It's just more so when they lose the ball, they get beat on counterattacks really badly. When they lose the ball, 
Tyrone Means makes bonehead mistakes, which leaves the rest of their back line to fend for them to, to fend for themselves. So I, I agree exactly what you said. Unai Emery is a great defender, defending coach. He knows how to set your team up, like you said, tactically and structurally. And he's been in the Prem before. You know, this ain't his mm -hmm. first rodeo. So he knows how teams like to play here. He's seen a lot of these managers before, you know, some of these players he's already familiar with. So he already comes with, you know, a, a great IQ of how to defend against certain teams. And he has some history with some of these teams as well. He's seen Klopp. He's seen Pep. You know, he's seen a lot of these managers who we we call, you know, some of the best in the, in the Prem. So for him, <clears throat> I think that Villa did, exactly what they were supposed to do they got a manager yep. fairly early into the season i mean we're only a third into the season and where's villa right now 10 11 there's no there's no reason that they couldn't jump up you know four or five spots after this world cup and try to you know maybe get a conference league or get a europa spot like i said this yeah, there's still league, a lot of time it's yeah. so much time and the league time. is open bro the league is extremely open chelsea is sitting in eighth place right now so it's like <laughs> the teams that you know the the teams seven, that we seven, consider seven. top six seven seven sorry sorry liverpool's eight well, the teams that we consider top six we're not even in the top six <laughs> you know what i mean like we're literally fighting just to be in the top six right now so <clears throat> it's really not a done season for for villa and they have nothing to lose so for them to come in with a great manager the season could be could really change and and be totally different for them, you know, come two, three months down the road. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And also, I want to touch on one thing before we move on um, to Liverpool. Um, Donny van der Beek. Another chance to prove himself. Um, R.I.P. Donny. Another bad performance. Um, I don't know if it's time. I don't know what happened there. Um it's sad though because leaving Ajax, I really like. I thought this was going to be the next level for him. He was a great player at Ajax, but he was horrible for them. Completely horrible, almost unplayable. Really, um, they were missing Bruno Fernandez, so you know he had to step in. And he was, just didn't play well. So I don't know, man. Fraud watch candidate. Donny van der Beek. He don't play enough for that. He don't play enough for that. <laughs> yeah, I forgot, who, I forgot who said in the group, but somebody said, if you can't even look great under the manager that, you know, made you the player you are today, oh, yeah, it's time yeah. for you to move mm -hmm. on. I'm not sure if it was Salon yeah. or if it was yeah. you, but, it's, but yeah. I agree with that because I was one of I was one of the biggest Donny fans. I loved him at Ajax. Yeah. I thought he was I a perfect too. eight, six, that perfect attacking center mid. And, you know, whether it, was he didn't get enough playing time, or I don't know what happened at United, but he don't doesn't look like the same player. Yeah, it doesn't look he doesn't look good at all, and it's actually quite sad to watch. Like he couldn't keep up with the ball, couldn't give it. You know, it's an easy through pass. He just couldn't do it, and I'm just like, wow. I really wanted Donny to work, and it just it just does it. Did, he doesn't look good. This United team, they've had a lot of ups and downs this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've had a lot of injuries too. Do you think that's the main reason they can't seem to find form? I, I think it's also the rotation, man. He started off with a weird lineup to begin the season that I felt like he himself knew this was not going to be his starting lineup. 
but he kept on playing them, kept on playing them, kept on playing them. And then it came to the time where he had to make those changes. And I feel, I feel like it still hasn't completely clicked. If you look at the Ronaldo situation, it's still, I don't know if maybe the fan in me just don't want to let go of the idea that maybe the, the player is still in there. I still think there's a player in there, but I just feel like he just hasn't set up Ronaldo very well. It, the system doesn't seem to work for Ronaldo. It seemed like he's looking for Ronaldo to play within his system. And I completely agree with what he's trying to do because at the end of the day, Ronaldo is almost at the end of his career. He's going to leave. Yeah. If you build everything around him and then you take him out of the equation, then now you have a big hole. Now you're asking somebody else to step in that Ronaldo role that Ronaldo was playing before he left. So I get what he's doing, but I think right now that's the biggest headache and it sucks because I, I like Ronaldo. And to think that, you know, after all the, uh, you know, places he went and to come back here to finish his career, you know, it's not going the way you would have thought it would have went. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, and, you know, I don't want to harp too much on because he didn't play, but <clears throat> Jaden Sancho, you know, <laughs> I feel like he hasn't had the year that we hoped he would have. You know, every it, it's hard coming to the Premier League. So last year was kind of his introduction to the mm -hmm. Prem, you know, there was a lot going on with United last year, so it is what it is. But I feel like this year he hasn't really felt comfortable. Um, he didn't, he wasn't on the team sheet. They said he had a fever or some sort mm -hmm. of sickness, so he wasn't able to play. But he was one of the most promising young players, you know, coming out of the last two, three years, and we really haven't seen him blossom. Do you think that's, uh, do you think, do you think that's something to do with? <clears throat> him not being able to play his, I don't know what it is because I feel like when we saw him on, you know, in the, the Bundesliga, he was just a, one of the most creative young players. He was able to get the ball. He was able to do what he wanted. He kind of dictated the offense a little bit, but now we don't see him in that same sort of role. So do you think it's him adopting a new role or being, you know, a big fish in a big pond with other big fishes? I, I'm not sure what it is, but he's not able to, he, he's not the player that I've seen him be, you know what I mean? And it, it sucks because we know the world cup's coming up mm -hmm. and he's one of the players I would love to see on that English side. Yeah. No, I, I think you're, you're on the right path. I, I feel like honestly with him, it's all up there. It, it's really up there. He has competition. And when you have to look over your shoulder, sometimes you can't, you can't play comfortably. And I think with him, that's what it is. You have Rashford, really, who plays in your position. If we're going to play Ronaldo up top, Rashford really plays in your position. So you're really competing with Rashford. Now Ganacho, he's what, started the last three, two, three games? Yeah. Ganacho, yes, now yes. You, you have Ganacho. If, if Martial comes back, now you have to maybe compete with that. Depending on who's all healthy, if Anthony is also available and Anthony's in form, you have to compete with Anthony depending on what side, you know, tag, uh, Hag wants to put him for that specific game. You know what I mean? So it's like, I feel like with Sancho, it's mental. He, he's getting mentally defeated right now. Like, because at the end of the day, I feel like he's been given enough opportunities. He's showed in flashes that he can do it. The Liverpool game, he showed that, you know, he had it, he had the composure. 
to score that goal. So we know he's a good player, but it's the consistency, seeing him actually do it week in, week out. And I don't think he can when he has this much pressure over his shoulder. And if he can't get past that, I don't see, I don't see it working out. Uh, That's a good point. Double, double agent. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take I'll yeah. take him over at Chelsea, but <laughs> but no, nah, man. Let's uh, let's let's get into this match of the week, bruh. You know, we got Mar over here walking into three point lane, White Hart Lane, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Spurs, yeah. man. Spurs is gonna Spurs. So, so honestly, though, before <clears throat> before we go into your your recap of the match, how confident were you going into the match, like before the game? Did you feel did you feel it was going to be a dub, or were you kind of hesitant? No, nah, I didn't feel like it was going to be a dub. Um, I was I was hoping to come out with a draw. Um, okay. And even yeah. with Son out, even with Son out, I mean, uh, just you know, in, in the league, we just haven't been scoring, at, like as freely as, as I'd like enough to be confident in, in W's. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, even, even in games where I'm sure we could play through them, you know, we have, you know, player for player equality, stuff like that. Like I just can't be confident in W's. Um, but yeah, Mo, Mo showed up. Uh, yeah. Two. Right. Yeah, two. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, uh, too. Yeah. Well, like a disallowed third or yeah. And uh yeah, it, it was it was interesting because towards the end, uh like Trent had another bad game and I saw something interesting. Uh we actually played a five back with Trent playing wing back. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if anybody caught that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, I've never seen Klopp do that. Uh so uh yeah, I don't I don't know what that's about, man. I mean, obviously, you know, we need more more help on the right. We're getting overloaded there. Um and Sessignon uh, was going at him. I'm like, Sessignon ain't like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he ain't nothing been like that. I know. <laughs> we saw we saw some uh like glimpses of like Trent getting uh like feisty too, which I thought mm-hmm. was different. Mm-hmm. He just fighting people i don't know has, has anybody seen this the speed uh yeah 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 and i don't know something you can see it on trent's face like i think all of this stuff is making him like upset it's getting to, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. getting to him so because sure. he, was, he was ready to fight like no uh, i mean i feel like they hear these things they, they, they course, yeah, everybody yeah, on social yeah. media bro yeah yeah it seemed like he seemed like he was ready to fight. Um, so it was, it was interesting to see the five back. But yeah, Darwin's looking good. Um, Konate's looking good. Very good, actually. I wanted to. I'm glad you brought him up. He had a great match. Mm-hmm. Great match. Yeah. Um, and I, mean, I, haven't, I don't think we've won two game like back to back games in the season. The season. Not in the prim. Mm-hmm. The season. Okay. Yeah. So back to back is good. Yeah. Thank God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually wanted to t- talk to you about this trend situation because, you know, I think a three-back for y'all is necessary right now. 
Yeah. I, I almost think it's it's necessary because like you said, this is a different side of Trent that we've never seen. Um, yes, the talk is getting to him because it's only it's one thing for social media to be chatter, but when you see coaches surround their game plan to know we're going to attack you because you we know who you are defensively. Um I I think it'll definitely get to you. You know, it's pretty much teams are telling you that you're trash. <laughs> like if, if we're being honest, like no, he's bad, so we're gonna attack him. That's that's our game plan. Um, so I, I because I just I want to bring up Trent because I know you you had a lot to say about Trent over the past couple of years, and I know like our listeners don't really know this, but Mar has been calling Trent the best right back in the Premier League over the past two years, pretty much. And that's with granted, you can say that absolutely over the past two years, Trent probably was. Either if he wasn't one, he was two. Mm-hmm. Put you can make yeah. that right now. It was either him or James, hundred percent. No one's going to take that from you. Um, but this year, it's a different year. <laughs> it's a completely different year. And I know the beginning of the season, you're like, you know, Trent will be okay. It's not the third. Where where do you kind of stand with Trent and and the entire situation surrounding him right now? Do you still see him as? you know, you're starting right back? And do you think it's beneficial to even change your system just to accommodate him? Do you think it's worth it or? Yeah, I do. I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't do Kanate Van Dyke in the middle with like a Gomez as, as a right back, even though that's no. way more. Gomez even... is a bonehead. <laughs> you, you, can't have, you can't have Joe Gomez and Kanate. That's, that's asking for a yellow card on yellow card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two two young guys. You're right. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, Gomez isn't young anymore. Gomez is like 27. You're right. You're right. 26, you're right. 27, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, no, I, I think Gomez is actually, I think he's a great right back. Um, I, I, I think that's what you're asking, right? Like, do we take Trent out and put in Gomez? Because that's, I mean, what are you going to put in Miller? Um, <laughs> who else? Do we put in Calvin Ramsey? I don't know if he's ready for, you know, maybe this time next season. We can deploy him at, at right back. Um, but yeah, I think that taking out Trent would mean and, and switching the system around would mean yeah, putting Gomez at, at right back. I don't think it's worth losing out on the on our best playmaker. Um ultimately. I, agree. I, agree. I, I think he's enough. I think he's good enough. I, I think a lot of this like bad right back stuff, I don't think he's that bad at one-on-one defending. I know he's not that's not his He's not, that's not his best attribute, but um, I think when you're getting targeted, that means if you're, if you're sending 80% of your play down the right, that means most of your goals are going to come from the right. It becomes like a self, you know, self-fulfilling prophecy. So it's, it's. Uh, yeah, but, but, but that's my thing though, because we, we know who you are now. I think before it was Liverpool was so ball dominant and they, you held eighty percent, seventy five percent possession. Yeah, and in pretty much, if we had thirty six matches, thirty matches, pretty much, you know what I mean. You know, 30, 28 of those matches, you held seventy five percent possession. That we really didn't see it, but that's part of it. You know, he's. I'm not even gonna hold back. He's so bad at one v one defending. Anyone can get at him, and and the Premier League is such a winger league now. You know, your midfield needs to be solid, but the Premier League is a winger league. Every winger that comes to the Premier League is is high. You know, Grealish, uh, 100 mil. Anthony, high. You know, 
all Sancho, another one. Hi, all these players that are coming, all the wingers that we have are now just pacey. They they're one. They get at you one v one, and it's the Premier League is a winger league now. And I feel like if you want to be a successful team, especially for Liverpool, I feel like it's either you go to that three back system, you put them as a wing back, and you change the system. Or you have to change the right back. That's I think me. I think you both have a good point. I think uh, Trent is not the type of player you can just leave out. You can't. You can't. You, just you, leave you, him you, out. you can't. You can't leave Trent out of the lineup. So to to still accommodate for what he does best, I feel like if you play three in the back, then you can even allow him to you know play a little bit in the midfield. You know because yeah. they need the help in the midfield. They're very old in the midfield. Like Fabinho just, I don't know. He, he's just not the same player this season. I don't know if he's dealing with an injury or something. He just seems like a step too slow. I don't know what it is. So if you play, you know, Trent a little bit upwards on the field, I think he can help. But to completely take him out, I think you you lose a lot. Think about yeah, the no, crosses no. He, he puts in the box. You lose a little bit of Liverpool identity. Yeah, if, I, if he doesn't I, play at the end of the day, yeah, you lose, you lose. So you it's lose a tough a one. It's yeah. a tough one. It's a tough one. And I agree, three in the back might be the best because I feel like Klopp even knew, like, to end this game because they were really peppering you guys getting to the end of the game. Yeah, and yeah, and uh, he knew that. Okay, we we I have to set up in the back to give myself a chance. And I also want to shout out, what's his name? Basuma. Basuma Loki had a good game. I feel like if they tie that game or win that game, he probably gets a little bit of praise. You know, he struggled since he came in. He hasn't really had, you know, a good season so far. But I watched that game and I was like, you know, these are one of the few games I've actually seen you. You know, I've, I've seen you in the game. Half of the games he's played this year, you're like, I didn't even know you were in the game. But this game, I felt like I saw him way more than I've seen him all season. And uh, another shout-out is to uh, Salah. I've been one of his biggest critics. I mean, obviously, I felt like Liverpool picked him because of his goal scoring. And they were struggling to score goals. So I just felt like the first person to look at in that aspect is their goal scorer who they invested in to do that. And he hasn't came up big in uh, in some games at the beginning of the season. But I feel like in the last couple of weeks, he's starting to feel like himself again. I feel like he's starting to figure out what his r- role is now on the team, now that Mane is not there. Um, I feel like that's what he was struggling with at the beginning of the season because it used to be a one-two, one-two-three punch. But... Jota's injured, you know, Diaz is injured, and now he has to learn how to play with Diaz. So he was still trying to figure, I think he was still trying to figure out what his role was for that team. But I think he's figured it out that I just got to put it behind the net. That is my number one, you know, job on this squad right now. And in the last couple of weeks, he's done it. He did it in Champions League, did it the previous uh, Premier League games. So... Hopefully it continues, but I feel like with the guys they have out, if most of them are back, it really should be fine. But January, you need help in midfield. Yeah. 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 We need people to come back and we need we need uh 
we need a, a, a running midfielder um, and a backup. Box. Yeah, and a backup for Fabinho because um, we were one CDM away from. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I think a lot of this trend stuff that we were talking about is cover for some, like other defensive frailties. Like, I don't think we are really examining that, like Fabinho, Virgil Van Dyke, um, Gomez, Gomez until recently, Kanate um, until recently, Rabo. These they're all playing at like fifty percent of, of, of how good they I've seen them play in the past. So. Um, everybody's kind of shit right now. Um, if you, nobody's playing at their best. As a, as a Liverpool fan, if you look at you know the last four years you guys have had, Harvey. you've you've played deep into every season. Do you think fatigue is part of it? Like burnout is part of it? Yeah, we, I think we had like three. There's like I know a, a good chunk of our players well, last season three finals come on not yeah. everybody goes to three finals in a season yeah wow. yeah yeah so i know i know there's like a, a solid group of players who only had three weeks off um i know like all the brazilian had three weeks off so like that's why fabinho and firmino were I mean, firmino's fine but fabinho was is you know he's looking dead <laughs> yeah he, i don't know what's wrong with him Fabinho's dead because he had three weeks off only after all of that. Um, he had to go play in Brazil all summer. So, um, yeah, fatigue is definitely a part of it. Uh, and, yeah, fatigue and... Burnout? Uh, I wouldn't call it... <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that people are burning out on Klopp. Um, I don't think the message is getting, like, routine. Okay, okay. Uh, the the like, I mean, last year we we went to the end of the season. I mean, it's sad that we lost. I know ultimately it doesn't, you know. He 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 drove the team pretty far last season, and we were saying the same things that like everybody's burnt out. Um, they're, they're tired of the you know the locker room talks and the, the you know coming back in the last minute, and you can only do it so <laughs> many. Like people, no, Klopp is still. No, <laughs> clop, yeah, he's still clop. Yeah, he's still clop. So, um, all right. Yeah. So I, before, I think, go ahead, go ahead. Finish what you were saying. I think, I think, I think what we're seeing right now is also a message that, you know, it, it look, FSG is going to leave before clop. I think. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I I don't think that the fans would accept clop uh, leaving before FSG. Okay. Actually, that, that that's what I was going to ask you. You can I talk agree. a little bit about the ownership situation. How, how are you feeling about that? It's super yeah, fresh. I, I mean, it just came out today. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I actually like the owner. I, I like FSG. Uh, they're not perfect, but, you know, um, they, they put in good people. They've hired great people. Not just Klopp, but like, the you know, Ed, Edwards. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, we have a great, great recruitment staff. Uh, great analytics yeah um our like recovery people are always working um <laughs> that's a fact right <laughs> tiago yeah we got to. Keeping tiago yeah keeping tiago playing things like that miracles so um yeah uh, we'll see we'll see what happens i mean obviously he's out yet so i mean uh, would you want to see a new owner or 
because they say they're still you know open to you know shareholders coming in so a shareholder could come in and you know we'll have a bag and fsg stays that'd be perfect yeah because i i like the management style of fsg i just i'm not sure if somebody with a lot of money and big personality i don't know if i'd like that kind of like instability in my club okay I'm a, I'm a little worried about yeah um just say yeah, instability i mean this could go either way yeah yeah but we've had we've had i mean the last eight years <clears throat> now they you know I, I we all know they haven't backed Klopp. they've done a great job hiring people putting putting good processes in place um you know the basics so no i mean it, it was clear that since what 2010 they've had a good run since club came in and then what covid happened and i feel like they're still trying to recover from covid and i mean they've done a pretty good job like if you look back since club came in and everything liverpool completely changed in the last 7 years like completely and like you said, the valuation now is up. I guess when they came in, you guys were three hundred million, and now the first evaluation, I think, they said you guys were three point five, but it could go as high as five. So, yeah. shout out Brown Brown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shout out Brown Brown. Facts, 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 facts. All right, man. Let's get into this London Derby, man. This fraudulent ass win, man. Before <laughs> before we talk about our weak ass squad, uh, I have one question for Mar regarding the Brazil. Um, and you know they just dropped their World Cup squad. Do you think Firmino got slighted? No, uh, I mean you know there's there's I, I'm I'm looking at the I'm looking at the wingers. And, I mean you know I'm not mad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I feel like at this point, if your player don't get selected, you should be glad. <laughs> yeah, because they're gonna, yeah, you should be glad. They're gonna get time to rest, so you should yeah. be glad. That's facts. I'm, I'm, I'm low key stressed about Saliba, bro. I'm like, God, <laughs> just be healthy. That's all I'm praying for. Now. Yeah, you know, you know, he's probably gonna start with the way he's oh, playing. He will. He will. He's probably he's gonna start. start. He's starting a million percent. It should Sorry. be him and Veron. Well, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the um, the Brazil like six forwards. I don't know if you saw them, mm-hmm. but uh, oh yeah, you know, like, I wouldn't know who to start out of the. Six oh yeah, 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 yeah. No. <laughs> Dude, five subs with those forwards. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Fact. I didn't even think mm-hmm. about that. Wow. Yeah. This is going to be a problem. Wow. I did not think about that. And and we, we spoke about it on the pod. We said that Martinelli was going to go when it he came went. down to it. Yeah. Shout out Gabby. You know, he's going. And, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people saying Gabriel got slighted. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Do, do you all think he did? I, I don't know if I would have taken him, though. I mean, the number one team in the Prem, and he's the starting center back. He scored a few goals this year. I mean, he's had some mistakes earlier in the season that let mm-hmm. he had the own goal, I believe, what, like week one or two. Saliba. He, he hasn't oh, that played was bad, though. He hasn't played bad. That was Saliba. That was mm-hmm. Saliba. Nah, I, I personally, I think he got slighted um, because I think that his performances speak for himself. Um, I really don't. 
too much bad to say about Gabriel and what he's done. Um, even the mistakes that he has had, they haven't been like detrimental to the point. It's like, oh, like this gave up a crucial goal or this was nah. I think he I think he got slighted, but at the same time, I think this Brazilian team is so stacked that someone's yeah. gonna get slighted. Yeah. Someone's gonna someone's gonna get left out. Unfortunately, that's just the name of it. You can only take 22. Because so, I, I I look you feel like they didn't take him only because I don't see a game where he plays ahead of Thiago Silva or uh, Marquinhos. I, I, I just don't or, see it. Or even yeah. or even Militao. Exactly. I, I just and, don't see it. So and when and when I saw that, I was like, you know, I'm sorry, yeah, but it's kind of at the same it. time, it's I, yeah. I get it. Someone's gonna mm-hmm. get left off. Someone's mm-hmm. gonna get left off. And and for me, I, I mean, I'm kind of happy, man. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, happy rest. Because <laughs> like like you said, rest. Like I I'm not gonna lie. Saliba, I am worried. I, I don't want anything to happen to that guy. I really don't. I really don't want anything to happen to him. And uh, this really was the rest of my players. Um, you know, Jesus. I mean, I don't know if he will start. I don't know if he starts during the World Cup. I got Martinelli. I'm wow. glad he's going, but also I don't think Martinelli is going to start. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I we have guys that are going, but they might not get a whole bunch of playing time. And so right now, I'm. I'm I mean, I want those guys to go play for the country because I know it's like a dream for them. You know, Martinelli. A video came out. Uh, of a, a interview he did with Ian Wright in in June, and he said, when he was seven years old, his his dad told him, you know, when you're 21, um, in 2022, that's when the World Cup would be, and you'll be in it. And he's been saying that since he was seven years old to kind of see that dream come to fruition. You know, actually, wow. you know, now he's going to Qatar. Is I can't even that's dope. begin to fathom what Martinelli and his family is rejoicing about right now. You know, it's. It kind of gives me it gives me chills right now. Kind of just yeah, bro. I, I I got chills. You no, know, it, it chills, gives me chills. Man. You know, that's it's a beautiful thing to watch and, and to hear. Um, so I, I'm happy for him. Uh, but yeah, I I think someone's gonna get slighted for a lot of these clubs. You know, other than mm-hmm. the guys, you know, who are always gonna go. You know, Neymar was always gonna go. Thiago Silva was always gonna go. You know, some of these yeah. players were always gonna go. But everyone gets slighted, and I think you know, like I said, this is a changing of a guard. Uh, kind of World Cup. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. Thiago Silva, he won't be back. Donny Alves. Donny Alves, he won't be back. Um, other teams, Ronaldo, he won't be back. Messi won't be back. You know, mm-hmm. this is a changing of, of the guard for a lot of these players. That, you know, when, when we were when we were kids growing up, these who we were watching. Team, absolutely, um, they, 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 they were their first rise to World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> I remember this Ronaldo and Messi's first World Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now we've. We're at the and we're at the end of their ride, you know what I mean. So, you know, it's it's unfortunate to get slighted, but man, four years from now, I I think that guy yeah, will be probably be the dead. leader, the leader of that group, you know what I mean, yeah. in the back line. So, yeah, I feel bad, but you know, it'll come, it'll come. Hmm. All right, I guess we got to talk about <laughs> us, huh? Yeah, last team, the last one. Um... Let me hear it, boys. Let me hear it. I mean, I, I'll, I'll go first. I'll make it quick. Ahead, um, um, you know, I'll give Arsenal the full credit they deserve. Uh, oh, you. you know, outplayed us. Completely outplayed us. I do still think that 1-0 is so bullshit, though. It's so bullshit. It's, I, I, I mean, it, it's a goal bullshit. is a goal. It's our fault. It's goal. our fault. It's our fault at the end of the day. How like, do you let a ball that's a corner, that's exactly. a bad corner, skip all the way across the net? Yeah, Cucurella oh, just the, watched it bounce by. Yeah, Cucurella that, that, watched it bounce. Kai Havertz, <laughs> I don't know what. Well, 
what he was doing. Kai Havers, what what are you doing, bro? You're the yeah, first so person to the ball and it goes between your legs. Yeah, like I, I I don't know. Like I give Arsenal all the credit. You guys deserved the win. Um, it just sucks because it's crazy for me to say this. I felt like I would have been more okay with a, a 2-0, 3-0 Arsenal defeat than a 1-0 because the 1-0, I feel like it's just, it ah, just that yeah. one little, but I mean, we didn't play well all game anyways, from midfield to attack, there was no connection whatsoever, no creativity. I don't know how many times I could count. Sterling gets the ball and he goes like this, like, where should I put this ball? And there's nowhere for him to go. And that's our problem right now. That's really our problem. Our quality in midfield is just almost mind-boggling. And then Zakaria has, you know, man of the match performance in Champions League, um, even though he didn't get the man of the match, but he was our best player easily. Um, he just sits on the bench. I mean, I don't understand. I I don't know if, I see there's you a, <laughs> if there's a clause. If there's a clause, this what is it like? It's almost weird. Like I don't know what it is. Why why are you guys not playing him? And we need help in midfield. A game like this, Kovacic should have started. Loftus Cheek started again, and I'm like, bro, Loftus Cheek, look at how big you are. Abysmal. Look at what Partey was doing to you all game. <laughs> you couldn't hold on to the ball all game. All game. Oh, you couldn't man. hold on to the ball. <laughs> Love this chick as big as he is. I, known for, you know, his dribbling and everything. Couldn't hold on to the ball one second. Partey completely just outclassed him in the midfield. And I'm like, in a game like this, a player like Partey needs somebody like Kovacic. He completely bodied. He completely bodied cheek. Completely bodied him. And then we have Zachariah on the bench, which is like almost a secret why he's not playing. It, it makes no sense. And we saw him in the Champions League. He performed. He was the best performing midfielder and scored a goal. And somehow, uh, loved his cheek. I don't know, but Arsenal proved it, man. They they might really. You know, be challenging for the title. I can't. I can't say anything else. There's nothing to say, even though this wasn't our, you know, quote unquote, you know, first team. We had some injuries, whatever. But like, still, we are a team that is built to have two teams, so to speak. We have a starting team and another team that have players that can start on other teams. So it shouldn't be an excuse for a team like Chelsea for, you know, our backups to come in and underperform. Like, I, I don't want to use that as an excuse, but it is what it is, man. Same. It's the same old issues, bro. We're not clinical. The few chances we had is either going all the way over the net or to the side. There was a chance Gallagher had, and he, you know, late into the second half, and he just wasn't able to put it on frame. Mm-hmm. And it's these little, little, little things that you look at the end of the match, and it's just like, bro, it's frustrating because we think we, you know, as Chelsea, we're, we're in the self-proclaimed top six, you know, the, which used to be the self-proclaimed top four. Mm-hmm. And we, we have all these big name players and these fancy guys. And we have, you know, Obama Yang doing videos before the game. And you, we just have all these things surrounding our team. 
Mm-hmm. And then you look at a Newcastle who is just going in and scoring four goals a game. And it's like, okay, so I'm looking at these guys over there who are able to find a way to score every match. But if you look at our last five matches, bro, I'm just looking at our last five matches. Shut out against Arsenal at home. 1-0. Brighton lost 4-1. United 1-1 at home. Brentford 0-0. The last game we won was Villa at Villa Park. We won 2-0. We have a plus one goal differential right now. We're not (laughs) scoring goals, bro. We are not scoring goals. And it's not like we're not getting chances, but even when we have these chances, we're not clinical. And I I said this last week, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but we don't score goals. We don't. How many shots did we even have in this past match? And I know you could say, I know this wasn't our preferred lineup. This this isn't our this isn't our first team. We had five shots compared to Arsenal's 14. Zero big chances. Only one of them was on frame. If you only put one shot on frame, how are you going to score a goal, bro? You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, we're not – Mike, you, you hit the nail on the head. We're lost in the midfield. Our right. midfield is not being creative enough. We're not being able to control it enough to get, you know, four, five, six passes and then together. third. That doesn't happen yeah, anymore. It's not happening. And it's frustrating because, yeah, Arsenal's the best team in the league. Don't get me wrong. They are number one, and they have been since week one. But this is a rivalry match. It's a London thing. It can go either way. This is a match where we're at home. We have to protect the bridge. This is a match where Arsenal, this this should have been circled for the whole of last month. Mm-hmm. Saying, okay, Arsenal thinks they're the best team in the league. Good. They have to come yeah, here first. Here. Exactly. Let's punch them in the mouth and let them know. I don't care what their aspirations are. And I just don't see that in our side. Not I don't know fight, if it's because... It's just, the, the fight is gone. I don't know yeah. if it's because we're missing Reese James, who is the dog of our team, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I don't know what has to happen because you know. I, I just feel like when he's not on the pitch, we lose a little bit of our the, dog. The, I, oh, we absolutely, do. absolutely. We lose a little bit absolutely. of our fight. Absolutely. We just seem so much softer, yeah. and is we don't really have another player that we can lean on to give us that, and that's the issue. And it's I was supposed thinking, to be Mason Mount, mm-hmm. not him. You know, Conte, he's a different type of player. He's a silent leader. But, you know, when we have these type of matches that can make or break the next few weeks for us, I feel like we just haven't been up for these matches. We haven't. We haven't. And and you you made a good point. When Reese James is not on the field, we do look soft. And I was hoping with the type of player Zakaria is, we can lean on him. And it, it just seems to not occur to anybody. I, I don't know what it is. You look at the frame of the guy. Like, we've all watched him play. He's not a weak guy on the ball. You're, you're not going to just take the ball away from I him. I forgot we had him until he played. Dude, it, it, it blows my mind. It's like we have Kante, who is, like, known for breaking up passes. Like, we, we have – that's what he's known for, like, best in the world. Zachariah is not the best at that. But I can tell you he can do that. He can do that for us. But it is what it is, man. It, the midfield is just we're completely getting our class in midfield. And that's what it is. And and I don't want to, and you know, I don't want to say it's Potter's fault, but this is what comes with being the manager of a Chelsea. We're gonna, mm-hmm. we're gonna be asking these questions of you after big matches like these, because <clears throat> 
I don't want to say he got the lineup wrong, but why would you not even bring on a player who you saw perform midweek? Exactly. For know. players who, you know, haven't necessarily performed Ooh. week after week after week after week. We Bro, see Pulisic since, come off the since bench. Since United left his cheek, has been struggling. Bro, we that, that Brighton game, it's embarrassing. Lost. It's completely Lost. embarrassing. I don't know how you give him another game. I don't know how you start him like just another. You know, I, I don't understand. If you did, did he watch the Brian like highlights or the game? Like, Loftus Cheek couldn't touch the ball, and he's supposed to be the guy in the middle. He couldn't fucking touch the ball. How is he starting a game against Arsenal when Zakaria just put on a performance in Champions League? Yeah, you know, you know, we, we see a bummyang with another abysmal performance. And yeah. I and I feel you also you can't you can't blame them too much because they don't have the, the service. They have to drop so deep Abama to help who? with the build up, and there's no, <laughs> there's no help, there's no you know, there's nothing at the end of the uh, attack because what we lose the ball because we can't string passes together. And, and it, it's 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 annoying to watch, but it's scary because we got City and then Newcastle. Newcastle will expose us. I'm telling you, if we go in and play like Arsenal, the get like the way we play the game, Newcastle will expose us. Easy. Like Brighton exposed us. These guys are young. These guys are playing with house money. Nobody is expecting them to win. If they lose, people expect them to lose. So they're going to go into that game like, fuck it. We're, we're coming at you. Like, we know you guys are, 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 are struggling right now. So we're coming. Yeah. And bro, I'm I won't be surprised if we lose to Newcastle. I'm telling you. I won't yeah, be surprised. I mean, if we keep I, playing I, like this, I agree. I won't be surprised. And I don't, you know, I let Gabriel talk about Arsenal because you know both of us played this match, but I just want to shout out Saliba, man. That guy is a true, true, true center back. That guy has he truly has the makings to be one of the best center backs in the world. I'm talking about the world. Based off what there was no one that was able to get by him. Yeah. Literally nobody was able to get by him. The few chances we had, Saliba was there. And I've seen a few Arsenal matches. You know, I've seen them in full, but I think this was the first match where I truly was looking at him. I'm like, okay, how do you match up against this type of player? How do you match up against, you know, a Chelsea with a with a Decent midfield, but then a Kai Havertz who could do right foot, left foot, you know, Sterling, who should be a little creative on the outside. Everybody was locked down. Obama Yang shouldn't even have played second half, in my opinion. <laughs> we should have just brought yeah. on Broha. Broha, so, I know. Like, 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 to be honest, we should have brought on Broha as, as soon as the second half started and just let him run. He's a little bit of a bigger body. He likes to be more direct. Mm-hmm. He could play with his back towards goal a little bit more. I, I personally think that this was the match that we should have brought him on. And... And that's my thing. As a manager, you see something now working for 45 minutes. You see this player being frustrated. And your first, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. By yeah, the, sometimes you don't understand, like, the thought process. My honey, my honey just like phase with Graham Potter is over. And, you know, and he did well to start. You know, He's I'm had 10 now. games. He's had over 10 games. So yeah, he's had over that? 10 games. And he even, you know, was manager when the, the Queen passed. So we had that two-week little hiatus. Mm-hmm. He messes with the lineups a little too much, which is, you know, it is what it is. 
but we're, we're starting to see different players play different positions. And now you don't know where they're best at Mason Mount, who I believe had a great run of form this past month in October has now started to be out of the position where he was playing his best. Why would you you move a player like that? Who you started to see success. Why are you Into moving him back to the wing? He's not a he winger. Was not seeing success. He's not a winger. Why would you take a player like Jorginho when you're going to play a very young, very athletic, very physical team and not start a Kovacic? And now I'm seeing these small, different tweaks that he's making to our team. And I'm like, okay, I understand we're losing. Yeah, I understand we're down this player. I understand we might not have this player for this match. But with the team we have, you're not setting us up for the best success. So for me, now I'm starting to look at the manager because the players are going to be the players. You know, mm-hmm. the game is going to dictate itself once the ref blows his whistle. Sometimes you get it right. Sometimes you get it wrong. But in the match, you see things not going correctly and you can't make those in-game decisions. And now that's going to make me a little bit frustrated when we lose one nil. Because to me, if we put somebody in like Zakaria, that gives us a little bit more creativity. That gives us a little bit more pace, a little bit more strength in the midfield. Somebody like Jorginho, you know he wants to hold the game up. We've been getting run at all game. This isn't a game where we where we hold it up. We have Thank to go you. back and forth. We have to match Thank the you. energy. And these are things that I'm seeing. And maybe when he was on Brighton, when you lose a game to Arsenal, it's not that big of a deal. But when you're on Chelsea and you lose a game to Arsenal, it's a big deal, yeah. especially when you're trying to fight to get back in the top four, especially when you're seeing teams like Tottenham lose. Oh, OK, Tottenham lost. We weren't able to capitalize it off of it. Oh, United lost. We weren't able to capitalize yeah. off of it. In these weeks where the teams ahead of us are losing, we're not capitalizing off of that and we're now letting those teams who are behind us get a point or get three points and now you see us drop 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 further down the table i said it earlier we have plus one as our goal differential plus one Hmm. let me say that again we have plus one as our goal differential and we're supposed to be fighting for trophies this year You know what I mean? Like, I know it's still early, but nothing that I've seen over the first third of our season has given me hope that we're going to be even able to fight for an FA Cup or a Carbar. I mean, you play you play City Wednesday, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's one that's one that's one tournament you might get knocked out of early. Yep. Yep. Early. So. And at this point, it might not even be a bad thing. I I agree. It might not be a bad idea to get knocked out. It might not even be a bad thing because. Right now, I don't see us as a viable team to fight for the league. We're not healthy enough to be fighting for a lot of competitions. We're just not. And so. it's tough, but, I mean, this goes back to what we said in the group chat. We spent a lot of money this summer. Mm-hmm. We spent a lot of money in the past two transfer windows. And we've seen a lot of these players not pan out. So now when we look at some of our players who we're supposed to rely on, I can't put Ziak on the pitch. I hate putting Pulisic on the pitch. A lot of these players who were supposed to be next up when we had an injury over our first preferred player, we can't trust them to go on and give us performances. So where do we go from here? You know what I mean? Like that, that's my thing. I, I said this even when we got our manager. We still need an identity. We knew what our identity was when Roman was our manager or when Roman was our owner. We had, you know, different managers. But over the last two, three years, 
we've had so much turnover that we don't have an identity. We don't. That's that. That's number one. That that needs to be the foundation. That needs to be what we try to develop over this next six months. We need to find our identity because we're not scoring goals. We're not defending well. So who is Chelsea? Like at the end of the day, who is Chelsea? That's the biggest question. And hopefully we can figure it out before it's too late. But we're in seventh place right now. If we don't figure it out, we're going to drop to the mid mid table, and we're really really going to be fighting. At that point, we're really going to be fighting with the Brentfords and the Leeds and the Villas. And if they see us and they're like, oh, Chelsea's only two points ahead of us, they're going to go even harder than they did before. And that's just a sad reality to me. We really could drop from one of those teams that everyone thought was going to be top four to where is Chelsea at on the table. It's just frustrating. But Gabriel, I mean, congrats again. You guys did what you're supposed to do. You made sure City knows that you guys are still on top. Yeah, man. Um, first and foremost, you know, Arteta in, you know, my guy. <laughs> you get me? Um, big man on campus, Arteta. Um, secondly, you feel me? I'm glad I came. So we a song, man. Oh, man, stop. Come on, man. Come on, man. Listen. Saliba is, in my eyes right now, uh, here we Top go. two in the prem, center back wise. Um, I want to give him a shout out. And I I think I need to start with this because the way that he single handedly shut down anything that came down his way this weekend, I haven't seen from any center back, um, on Arsenal's team at least in years. I mean, this this is this is a, a center back we're talking about that that will be around for a while. We're gonna hear his name, I believe, barring any injuries for a very, very, very long time. Um, even so far that you know, Bro Bro Broya was offsides, and the ball got played, and Saliba played him offsides and still caught up to the ball before him. This guy is insane. Um, Man of the match for sure. Uh, held it down all, all all match. Nothing got past him. Nothing was too big for him. Um, amazing match. Amazing, amazing match. Um, but to get into my into the full team, I felt like, you know, I personally felt like Chelsea was scared. I I, <laughs> I, I didn't say like why. Was, <laughs> I didn't feel like Chelsea was prepared at all for this match. I feel I feel like guys were just thrown out there and and. That's because just, this isn't happens. Chelsea. And that's yeah, my point. Just, this isn't Chelsea. This was when's the last time was, we looked soft for a London? This was crazy army, to me, bro. Because, because we, we we dominated the match from minute one to minute 90. It, it was never it was never in contention that you dominated anything. You 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 didn't dominate one thing in this match. You there are very few times where you strung together passes. Yeah, at the end of the game. Together. Yeah, when yeah. you guys were sitting back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. When yeah. maybe between the center backs and the and the keeper, but outside of that, there weren't many times where you guys strung together mm-hmm. a string of passes to get an attack or to get out of a sticky situation. That that wasn't the case. Um, our our midfield completely took over the match. When Conor Gallagher came in, he was chasing shadows. Your entire midfield was just chasing shadows all match. Partey again, once once again, just held down the midfield. Um. You know, overall, we, we we dominated every facet of the match, defensively, offensively, in transition, set pieces. We dominated everything in the match. Um, and 
I, I was honestly a, a little surprised because I thought it was going to be a not only like a harder match, but I thought we're going to have to work for it a lot more than we than we did. Um, and it, it was still a tough win. And we only won one nil. And I'm not going to say it was a fluke goal, um, but it was one of those goals where it could have been it, it could have been easily prevented. Um, it was fluke. And, and you can say fluke, whatever you I want. I mean, but, you, you guys scored, but it was yeah, it, and, it went past we, three of our players, and no one wanted to sniff it. Yeah, and and this fluke. is this is part of the, the 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 championship mentality that that my team has right now, and and they I think they will continue to have throughout the season. Um, you have to find a way to to get these wins, regardless. It doesn't matter how ugly it is, how pretty it is. Mm-hmm. You have to find a get way to get these wins. And this brings me back to 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 City last year. Um, against City last year, we're we're at uh, the Etihad. We go down a man. We defend the entire. We defend down a man for sixty minutes, and City somehow in the ninety something minute gets a one 0 win. Rodri last second, last second uh, of the game, and you know that's a championship team. They're able to sneak out that win and get that win. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, you know, we dominated the match. Gabriel Jesus, you should have scored that header. It should have gone in. You should have done better. Um, yeah. And I'll get in. I'll touch on him in a second. Uh, but we dominated the match, and I wish we would have scored more. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is the three points. And somehow, some way, we we're able to get that th- to get that goal to get the three points and see the game out too. Um, so I'm just proud of my team. I'm proud of what they're able to do. Uh, and you know, I really don't have too much negative to say about anything. I, we, we dominated. I just want to see more goals. You know, we, we should have scored two, three goals in this match. And, you know, keeping it 1-0 is just a, is just a scary game to play. It's a tricky game to play because at any moment, if Chelsea scores, then the crowd is back in it. Everyone's back in it. And now it's a match. So I, I want to see us score more goals. But outside of that, man, as a team, great performance. I couldn't, I, I couldn't ask for more. Um, defensively, offensively in the midfield, couldn't ask for more. Ramsdale was was not tested not once this match. <laughs> Never really had to make a, a big save or nothing. Didn't 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 have to do anything this match. Just direct players and tell them where to pass left or right. That was it. So um, another clean sheet. That's that's great to see. Uh, my one my one I guess negative thing I have to say, um, and one thing I want to highlight that is is Jesus man. And I and I and I hate to do this in a sense because what he provides, like I said last week, what he provides is you can't mimic it. What he does for our team and how he fights for our team and keeps possession of the ball, holds it up, lets the lets the play, uh, you know, just continue, win the ball back, back pressing, pressing. He he doesn't stop for for ninety minutes. He continues all match. But it comes down to once again for me, your job as a nine is to score goals. You came to Arsenal Football Club to score goals. You didn't come here to defend. You didn't come here to hold up the ball. You came here to beat players and score goals. We are now on nine matches. We have <laughs> failed to do so. Mm-hmm. And like I said last week, this is not a situation where you're not getting the chances to score goals. It's not, you're not, we're, we're putting you in position to score goals. You have to score. The ball from Martinelli, the, the header, that has to be on frame. I don't. That has to be a goal. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, for me, it's not even on frame anymore. That has to be a goal from you. 
That has to be a goal. There's there's no reason that that shouldn't be a goal. You, and he went, oh, I was this close. No, the ball was on your head. Nothing could be picture perfect where someone plays in the ball perfect. And Martinelli no, was, was sick. They, they, they viewed him after it. It was just like, bro. Yeah, no. It, it, and it's, it's it's things like that where it's, no, man, not everything's going to be perfect. You you have to you have to make this happen. You know, we're putting you in the position to score and, you know, to, to get on the stat sheet. And you have to do that. And it's it's I want to say it's so worrisome because he's still doing the intangible things that we need him to do. But it's worrisome for for our attack, because what if a Martinelli goes down? What if a Saka goes down? We're going to lean on you, just like Liverpool is leaning on Salah right now to get goals, because that's your job. Salah, we Liverpool looked at him. You're a goal scorer. You've scored so many goals for us in so many moments. This is what we're going to look to you for. So when Salah's not there to defend, he's not there to no. He's there to score goals. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the same. You're the same person. You're here to score goals. You're a nine. We didn't buy you and bring you here to to defend. We brought you here to score goals. And the fact that you haven't done that in nine matches, when we've been everyone else around you has been scoring goals. I mean Partey, Odegaard, Saka, Martinelli, Xhaka. Xhaka almost has as many goals as you have this season. You know this is unacceptable for me. It's unacceptable for me. So my thing is I, I really do need to see Gabriel get on the score sheet. I, I think next week against Wolves is a perfect opportunity. Get on the score sheet before you go to the World Cup. You have to. It, it's a must for me. It's it's literally a must. No more assists. And, and no, no, no. I need a goal. I need a goal. Um, but outside of that, man, no complaints. <laughs> outside of that, no complaints really from the team. Um, once again, I'd love to see that, you know, after City took the the number one spot for a couple hours, we were able to regain that spot and, and be number one in the league. Um, I said this before we went into this five game stretch um before the World Cup. We can get 15 points out of this out of these five matches. And so far we have 12. Um so or we we drew Southampton. So actually no we don't but you know I, I still feel like we can get a lot of points out of these out of these matches and we can possibly get 13 out of 15 points out of these matches. And uh, I strongly think, do think we can do so. And I think if we go into the to the World Cup break at the top of the table, it's going to significantly help our chances to win a, a Premier League title this season. Um, so, yeah, man, I really don't have too much to say, to be honest, outside of, you know, I want Jesus to score in another just great team performance. It's hard to go to Stanford Bridge and win. So we were able to do that. Um, and you know, nothing personal, man, just business, nothing personal, <laughs> just business. Uh, so, yeah, man, no one, no easy, easy work, easy work. So, yeah, man, it's uh, <clears throat> the last week of the Premier League season until Boxing Day predictions, which is wild, but um, yeah, Mar, we can start with you. You guys see Derby. With on the Carbar Cup Wednesday and then Southampton on Saturday. Those predictions. What do you think is gonna happen? You're on mute. <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's all the traffic here. We have like sirens. No, you did. And uh yeah, comfortable win. Um we we wanna I wanna see Darwin Nunes uh show up for the World Cup. Both matches. You, you got score predictions or no? Just comfortable wins. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Score predictions, two nil, whatever. <laughs> um, cool. So we see City. <laughs> that's in that's in a that's in a Carbara affair. Carbara. Carbara. It's this week is Carbara Cup. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tuesday, Wednesday. Um. Honestly, you know Pep don't really be caring about these matches, so I, I hope he throws in, like, half the youngsters. And I hope that we can get a good result. But I really have no positive feedback for Chelsea right now. Um, I really don't think that we win our midweek match. And then Newcastle... I really, really hope we could sneak out of there with a 1-0 win. But yeah. seeing the way that they're scoring, I know that they're going to probably be able to score two on us. So we're going to mm-hmm. have to keep up and be able to score two on them. Yeah. And the frustrating thing is I don't know where the goals are going to come from. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say this is going to be one of those wild, like, 2-2, two, 3-2. Two, two. Somehow we get a win out of there and just go home. Yeah. Um. City, yeah, I, d- I don't expect a win. Um, with our current form, I don't expect a win against City. If we do, I'll actually be surprised. Um, I'm just hoping we put, you know, a good performance, you know, test City out. This will give us a chance to see them before we actually see them in the Prem. So I hope we can at least fill them out, see if we can pick up something for when we actually, you know, play them in the league. Um, but yeah, I don't expect a win from City. Uh, hopefully, like you said, Newcastle, <laughs> we sneak a win out of there because that's what we did last season. I hope we can repeat right. it again. Um, but yeah, one zero. Hopefully, at the St James, and um, that's all I can hope for. I I honestly feel like, like you said earlier, if we uh, are eliminated out of Carabao, it might be helpful to, for us because right now we're struggling with injuries. You're mute. <clears throat> right, right, Munich. Um, I'll probably see you know the second team, so we'll probably see you know Tyranny, uh, and Katia, unfortunately, Fabio Vieira, uh, you know those guys getting some minutes. Um, but I still, I still expect you know two nil, two one. 2-1 win at home. And then over the weekend, we go to Wolves um, in the Premier League. 2-0, 3-0 win, I expect, from our boys. Um, I expect three points and to go on the go into the international break. Top of the league, top of the table, top of the morning. You feel me? <laughs> um, and, uh, and, yeah, 2-3-0 no win. My boys, man. Hopefully, you know, going to this, going to the break with twelve wins, one, one draw, one loss, and uh, you know, we'll we'll revisit, we'll revisit the Premier League uh, on Boxing Day, right after Christmas. <laughs> oh. All right, we'll see. Who 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 do you guys who who did you say you play again on Sunday? Who? Who did you say you guys play again? Uh, oh, in the uh, Wolves. 
Wolves. Wolves. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I need. I need to. I'm about to. I'm about to. You know. You know that's Jay Z song, Girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Girls, girls. Yeah. I'm, about to, I'm about to remix that and send send a track to to Grand Potter. I love goals, 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 <laughs> goals, goals. Yeah. I do adore because golly, we need them, bro. We need goals, man. We need goals, bro. Mm-hmm. It's honestly frustrating watching us not score week in, yeah. week out. But um I know Mar had to dip out a little bit early, but thank you, Omar, for coming on. Today, I know we talk to you daily in the chat, but it's it's good to get a Liverpool perspective on the chat or on the pod just so people can, you know, hear, you know, from you how you feel about the team because coming from us, it's kind of like the outside looking in, but for you who's been a fan for a while, it's, it's good to get your perspective. So shout out, Mara. Thank you for, you know, taking time out of your day to come on the pod. And mm-hmm. um, I know Salam is not here, but, you know, I'd like to end with, Good luck to everyone and their future endeavors.